from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. Jake is here. Anita's here. Patrick's here. Justine is here. In your area. Oh, yeah. Uh, I made all of the girls in the area pregnant. That is from Flight of the Concords. Uh, Child support, bro. Good luck. Uh, See, I went straight area codes. Oh, in different area codes. Mm -hmm. I got to find it. I I have this thing where the, the chair reclines now. And when you guys are talking, I like to close my eyes like we're in therapy. So it looks like I'm sleeping. It's great. I love it. It's very cool. I don't want to close my eyes. I don't, I don't want to close my eyes, man. I don't, I don't want to miss a thing. You don't want to miss a thing? Nope. I don't want to miss a thing. Even Is it because you missed this thing? I don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to fall asleep without you because I miss you, babe. That is an awful. That is an awful, awful song. How many people do you think have now shot up Bud Light cans? Had that as their wedding song? How many think? I mean, how many people think about it this way? How many people do you think fucked that song? How many babies were conceived during this? That doesn't have a good. That doesn't have a good rhythm, though. The Venn diagram of people. Well, look who we're talking about, Jake. Well, then it goes down to he's like belting it out. Is that really mm -hmm. sexy? The Venn Mm -hmm. diagram of people who have uh, whose husbands have shot Bud Light cans and also had that as their wedding song is a perfect circle. I'm just letting you guys know. All right. (laughs) I mean, because you know. Aerosmith is probably as close as they can feel about getting, you know, how they feel about men and dealing with those issues. I not about thinking women. about it. In I don't want to lose me. In I don't even know the words to this song, but I can. I, I know that part of it. You don't have to know the words. That's why it's great. God, this movie is terrible. Uh, we're not. Well, should we jump in and just talk about how terrible it is from the get go and just get it out of the way? I feel like yeah, you can't. Why not? I feel like you can't wait. I feel like I'm ready to just talk about this movie. Uh, for my my, um, we're talking about of course Armageddon, and I'll let Patrick do the do the 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 honors, and then we're gonna jump right into it because this can't wait because I got this song stuck in my head and I can't keep doing it for ninety minutes while I'm going. <laughs> no, it's just gonna keep doing it. <laughs> Go ahead, Patrick, take it away, man. Take it away. Just gotta get it out. Let's uh, jump right Armageddon into it. Released on June thirtieth, nineteen ninety eight. Directed by Michael Bay. Got a six point seven on IMDb. A thirty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, with a whopping budget of hundred and forty million dollars, grossed worldwide. What? Oh, this was a massive movie. Uh, Patrick, let uh, me sorry, Jake. Go ahead, fire away. I'm, 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 I'm thinking. I'm thinking three fifty. 350. Justine? How much was it again? Sorry. $140 million. 400. Justine, or not, just now I'm doing it to you guys. Anita. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to go five, so five. You think 500 million? Are you crazy? Yes. Are you crazy? That's Titanic That's levels. Really I'll say is that t- Titanic level? Yeah, I'll, I'll say. Is that really? Yeah, 
I'll say, I'll say. One. What did you say? What did you say, Jake? Huh? What did you say? I said three fifty. And and Justine said, "Okay, I'm going to say three hundred one. I'm going to say three hundred one." Okay. So, a couple bits of information for you. This is 1998. This is at Bruce Willis's peak. An action movie in late 90s with an all-star cast. 553.7 million dollars. This was a massive success. Great job, Anita. This was huge. You know what? It was, yeah, it's a Michael Bay action film and America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About America, America. being great. Yeah. Mm, that's and fair. Aerosmith was really big at this time, America. too. So it all makes sense. Every, yeah, you got the Aerosmith fans. You got the, you got the guns, you got the gun slinging beer chugging Americans coming in. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, man. Yeah, this movie was massive. Um, no, it was huge. And I, I, I likened it to Titanic in that there's, you know, there's a song. There's a hook there, right? There's a song that everybody goes for. with the, I know a girl who saw this movie. I used to work with a girl who saw this movie dozens of times and cried unironically every single time. Like, she just could not get enough of this movie. She wanted to cry. You know, she she was sad at the end. She was very, you know, she would just cry. Uh, Did she have daddy issues? I th- I'm not going to say that on the podcast, but yes. Um, probably. Uh, I don't want to see anyone. Uh, okay, let's uh, buy Jake. Uh, Jake just left. <laughs> My singing he left, is offended. He found out. He, he, uh, Jake has dad issues. All right, now, um, hey, you have all seen this movie, right? This was not something yes, you were. This is the first time I've seen this movie. Uh, uh, Patrick, Patrick, seen it. Jake, have you seen this movie before? I saw it a long time ago. I was probably like 12, 13 years old. Anita, had you seen this one before? I had seen maybe about the last 30 minutes of it, but never completely. Oh, so this is the first full watch through? Your first time watching Animal Crackers. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, yeah, this movie was massive. Uh, I enjoyed it at the time it came out because. I was surprised that it had a certain sense of humor, almost like Con Air, like that 90s action sense of humor. It gets close. Um, uh, But this time around, I hadn't watched it in full. And again, the the thing that surprised me most is this DVD was enshrined in the Criterion Collection, which, as you know, if you're a videophile, the Criterion Collection tends to only put movies that are culturally relevant in their collection it's usually movies of a certain uh import or uh, a certain you know sense of gravitas or something that's culturally significant you know like you know seven samurai or this you know charlie chaplin stuff on the criterion or movies that you know you know re- uh, basically legendary directors you know uh works of art and then you and have Armageddon. And then you have The Rock and Armageddon by Michael hey, Bay. The Rock is a work of art. You take that back. <laughs> you take that back. You keep that out of your filthy whore mouth, okay? You bring back my humble ass. Um, uh, <laughs> but uh, welcome to The Rock. Uh, I'm only borrowing your humble. Um, yeah. So you know, I'm a sucker for disaster movies. Um, you know, yeah. we, we, you know, a Poseidon Adventure, Earthquake, Towering Inferno, uh, 
anytime, any end of the world type scenario, I'm a, I'm a sucker for it. But there's precious little of that in this movie. Uh, there's precious little of that. Uh, there's a lot of uh, like computer graphics of it, though. Right, yeah. right, right, right. My favorite thing is that they show everybody praying, you know, when they're about to, when they're getting close to the zero hour or, or whatever that's called, the the, the, the barrier, and everybody's mm. praying, and then everybody, you know, you know, they're not sure if it's going to go, the astronauts are already up there, they're not sure if it's going to go down. Um, they cut to a scene of a, a meteorite, one of the larger chunks, about to hit Paris, and there's people, like, partying in the street. That that's my favorite. It's like a second ago. People. A second ago, you were just showing uh, everybody praying and, and terrified, and then there's these kids like rocking a a, a, a French car. They're like rocking back I mean, and forth on a French car. So don't you like how suddenly at the end of the movies it's the 1950s and everybody's running around with their box soapbox cars and right. coming out of church wearing their uh, starch white shirts, black <laughs> pants, and black ties. It's great. <laughs> You know, it was a roller coaster of emotion, okay? When the world's coming to an end, you do some weird stuff, all well, right? You know, uh, we, they... we, we talked about how Michael Bay got his start uh, uh, during The Rock. We talked about how Michael Bay got his start doing bank commercials. And so what Chris Graham des- describes as bank commercial angles are all over those scenes of the citizenry, right? The mass populace in front of American flags, you know, with like, you know, framed. So they're in the bottom right-hand corner. You have this huge, you know, washed out American flag, you know, uh, in the corner. So there's a lot of those angles, especially in those scenes, people coming out of the churches and there's soapbox cars and playing with NASA with space shuttles and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, this movie's so damn corny. God, this is a corny movie. You mean American. Is this is there anything redeemable in this movie? Let's talk about it. Let's go right to Anita because she's busy at work and uh, trying to field calls and uh, multitask. And so let's get Anita in it and and going in case she has to cut out. Anita, tell us what it was like to watch this movie from the beginning. Tell let's talk about it. I went into this movie expecting to really like it because this is right up my alley. Don't judge me. I love all Transformers movies. So I'm like, yes, explosions. (laughs) Yes, action. Loud noises. What did I say? I don't... What did I say? You don't want to miss a thing? You you want to miss a thing. (laughs) You like Michael Bay. That's crazy. You're a Michael Bay guy. I'm going to go with you, Anita, and I'm going to say, as a fan of the Transformers cartoon as a kid, First Transformers movie, the first one, not as, bad, not as bad as people yeah. say. Not as bad as people yeah. say. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not. They're entertain. They're just fun. They're not meant to be taken seriously right. at it's, all. It's a movie and about. I just want to see stuff blow up. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. You're meant to eat a bunch of popcorn, eat some candy, and drink an extra large soda when you and, watch those movies. Watch stuff <laughs> blow up. Right. Yeah. This is the type of movie you don't feel bad about going to the bathroom. Right. But somehow Michael Bay fails at the most basic elements of the disaster movie. Somehow he screws up how to do a disaster movie, which is, which is, which is, which is is ironic considering how many of his movies are disasters. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Hey. Michael Bay. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Uh, Pearl Harbor? No, I I liked the 
I actually enjoyed like the first five minutes, something was blowing up. Uh, no, not even. I think it was like the first minute and a half. Something blew up in the beginning of the movie. I was like, yes, this is right on track. And the moment we got to that relationship and Ben Affleck, I was out. I was like, <laughs> I can't. Come on. I wanted to throw up in my mouth. And it was just so, it was so annoying. <laughs> His acting, Ben Affleck's <laughs> acting was atrocious. I just, yuck. So you and, weren't a fan of the animal cracker scene? No. <laughs> you didn't you think that was cute and farming? It was so uncomfortable. <laughs> it was so uncomfortable. It was, I did see that part made a lot of the movie painful to watch. Like, it was... That was bothered me. Not even the inconsistencies about them not floating into space when they turned off the gravity in the little like <laughs> road. That fine. Like that I could take. But the animal crackers, the sitting in the fuel, the oh, exhaust of the plane and, and him kissing her shoulder and her dad watching <laughs> in the corner. It was so <laughs> gross. And Rizzo's calling her little girl all the time when she is a fully grown breasted woman. He's also very uncomfortable. So like, what you're saying is girl. You're saying Michael Bay films don't need romance. <laughs> that was a very uh you know, for, for people that love to rip on the Anakin Skywalker uh Padme romance uh in uh, in in the Star Wars prequels, the the the, the blueprint for that is here. That kind of really <laughs> cheesy, awful, just misplaced you know romance um, is really really you know. Uh, I do like the scene in the beginning where he's just chasing him around the oil rig with a shotgun because that's just oh, yeah, that's, that's just toxic masculinity to like. Oh yeah, degree. I love how he blocks the way and he's like, I'm just trying to give him a head start. Yeah right. <laughs> Right. Don't you touch my daughter. Right. Get off my farm, boy. <laughs> right. That's exactly what that was. You're not yeah. doing this for my daughter. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> you know the old saying. That was horrible. Yeah. Uh, that, ruined, that ruined the whole movie for me. So the whole romance uh, is screwed it up for you. The whole romance screwed it up. I actually like the oil rig characters. I thought that they were funny. The the pedo guy was a little awkward, but uh, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah, that, that joke does not fly today. That whole it, thing. Was, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was a little awkward, but I I can. I, I hate to say I can forgive the times, but I get it. Like they thought it was funny, but it's not. Right. 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 Um, hey, it's the nineties. It's still funny. Yeah, the black guy made it to the end, which I really liked. Right. So I was like, yes. Yeah, breaking. I would have preferred if Ben Affleck died instead of um, Bruce Willis, but sure, I get it. And that to me also made it even more apparent that you could have made this whole movie without the romance because he could have just sacrificed himself if he really did consider him a son, like he said at the end. Like he could have just sacrificed himself for him anyway, right? Despite Mm -hmm. him sleeping with his daughter. Uh, but you gave him a life to come home to. But then he you was younger than him, and he saw him as a son. But then you wouldn't get the wedding scenes with "I don't want to miss a thing" playing over it. I mean, that's really yeah. They bought the rights to that song, and goddamn it, they were going to use every single second of it. I can't stop. Yeah. So yeah, what what I watching it this time. 
uh, I forgot. There's a good thirty minute. This is a two and a half hour movie. There's a thirty minutes you can use lose that's just Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler. And uh, Liv Tyler, you can do so much better. You know, you're you're she's fantastic. You're an elf queen for for God's sakes. You can do so much better. And uh, yeah, she's a gorgeous. Yeah. Queen, right? yeah, you don't want you don't want Ben Affleck. What do you want yeah. Ben Affleck for? You know, and and that's not so, to say that's not to say I hate Ben Affleck. I, I think he's done some good work, um, but he's one of those actors we talk about. He's always Ben Affleck, no matter mm-hmm. no matter what he's doing. He's always Ben Affleck. Um, even when he's Bruce Wayne, you're like, oh, it's it's older, thicker Ben Affleck. Um, <clears throat> so it's just one of those things. You know, he's just one of those guys. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I do like the idea, you know, of the of the misfits. This is something that we talked about, you know, since the Seven Samurai and then the Dirty Dozen, and it's the idea of putting a team together, and the team is kind of quirky, and they all have their idiosyncrasies. That's always fun. I like that those scenes. The oil the oil rig characters do bring a certain lightness to it. Um, I love all the dumb scenes of people walking in slow motion towards the camera. Um, the tilted camera, the lighting. Right. Uh, one thing, this movie brings up something that uh, I hate in movies, and that's when people give themselves nicknames uh, for something, <laughs> and then it turns into a thing where, like, it's like, yeah, that's what we are. So when they start calling themselves roughnecks, I just roll my I I can't roll my eyes any harder. Like, is that what we, you know, is that what we call ourselves? <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, we're roughnecks, man. Like, I just, that kind of stuff. Is just like and certain guys like Michael Bay and James Cameron and other ones. They have a uh, is another one. They have like a boner for stuff like that. They like they mm-hmm. love that kind of like jargon. So it they jam it into all their screenplays, and you're just like, oh, they jam it in. Oh yeah, they jam it. Come on, jammer. <laughs> also, can we just say that Harry Harry Stamper is a stupid name? Can we just say that? That's got to be the one of the worst character names in all of like uh, what Ben Affleck's AJ. Whatever, whatever Hunter. the heck was his name? It, it, really? I know. They, this is bad. Really? This is bad. This stuff. is so bad. This is bad stuff. This is this is. We bad. have to give a shout out to Eddie Griffin though, and his little dog, and his so old dog cute. who survived <laughs> until all of New York got it. Uh, and then, of course, adorable. he's he's taking down Godzilla because this was the summer that the American Godzilla came out. So that was like a little nod to the. Mm. Mm. Uh, oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice? All right. Anita, uh, so we're going to, was there anything, what were the redeeming qualities aside from the, um, aside from the, 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 the roughneck family, were there any other redeeming qualities? Um, I mean, like I said, I love the explosions. I love the, the meteors actually like hit stuff. Like I was like, oh, this is like, not just, oh, we could potentially be hit. Like, no, we were hit at multiple points in this movie, which was I really know. cool. Wipes out most of Asia. It's you know, it's yeah. oh, the most racist Asia ever. It was so bad. I was like, wow. I was like, I was surprised we didn't hear bum 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 as I circled. I was like, with the water and the boat. I was like, this is not. This is you guys. Were you guys looking for Mickey Rooney? I was just gonna say all that was missing was Mickey Rooney. From him looking up and going and looking up and saying asteroid mm. been freaking oh hilarious oh man that is good stuff um just doing the ping character from the office 
My, uh, oh. Michael Scott's ping. <laughs> oh. That voice. It hurts uh, so bad. I'm going to blow my nose. I'm going to go off so camera bad. real quick. You guys, uh, uh, Justine, when was the last, Justine, when was the last time you watched this movie? I don't know. Maybe back in like, maybe when it went to DVD, maybe around that time. Did you cry when you saw this originally? No. Why, why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah. I don't know. Would you? This was they eight- don't give you enough. They don't give you enough to really get attached to too many people. So it's all right. And plus, you're like, why Bruce Willis? Why does he have to die? There's so many other people who could have died. Yes, but this is also Bruce Willis just walking through. I mean, but it's like, park. why kill your boss? What are you going to go back to? <laughs> That's well, Bruce Willis chewing on scenery. Yeah, AJ, anyone could have pressed that button. His yeah. daughter can run. No, the Russian his daughter can run it, now. Done it. But I guess that wouldn't be American. So, right, yeah, the American has to make the sacrifice. Okay, well, we want to give Russia the win on this one, right? Yeah, our movie. Yeah, look at where they are now. Look at what would be going on if we had let it happen. If you're going to be anybody on this in this movie, be one of the two NASA pilots because they're like, "Sorry, guys, takes two of us to fly out of here. Like, you guys are going to have to draw straws." We don't live. (laughs) The actual astronauts were the biggest wimps in the whole. Right, they were not willing to sacrifice anything. No. I understand completely. They did get sucked out of the uh, the first uh, uh, the first uh, space shuttle though, so that that was cool. Hey, that was a pretty hey, that was a pretty solid scene. Okay, uh, our our boy <laughs> Owen Wilson, who we thought was going to make it through the whole movie, uh, just, yeah, he died pretty. He just died uselessly. Yeah, he didn't even get on the didn't even get to the to the asteroid. Didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what Disney Plus did to Owen Wilson, but. The, he looked way more attractive and low-key than he has ever looked. Because <laughs> uh, he's older now. He's got a little bit of gray. He's got the salt and pepper now, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is not. How are this in reverse? Owen Wilson has Benjamin Button disease. Uh, he's, late. he's a late bloomer, okay? Yes. He's a late bloomer. Oh, wow. Real late. Now he says things like, wow. I can buy jeans at Costco. <laughs> wow. Uh, so you don't, Justine, did you feel anything this time watching it? No. Um, Were you a fan of this movie before? I did like it like way back when I first saw it. Like When I first watched it, I watched it in theaters with my family. So, you know, when you're at the family, it's like fun to watch something like that. And I'm pretty sure it was in the summer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it was cool because you're like, oh, shit, an asteroid. How are we going to kill something if an asteroid is going to hit us? I never thought about an asteroid hitting us again. So that was interesting a long time ago. Um, but I did like it back then, but I was also younger then. Right. And Ben Affleck at the time was hot to me back then. Right. I mean, this is pretty fresh off of Goodwill Hunting, too. He's like, so like Ben Affleck's like a hot commodity at the moment. Right. He's got a lot of yeah, I mean, he was like exactly what I liked at that time. White, not, he was not white. anymore, yeah. but he was white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he had like a nickname, like I don't know. I was totally into that at that. You like point. a white guy um, who's going to take you to the uh, to the exhaust port of a of a rocket and make out. Just pegging on the side. Yeah. 
Uh, but watching it now, I just, I don't think I ever watched it again just because I knew it was a long movie and then I knew it was kind of cheesy and it just kept getting cheesier that I would never, like, you kept seeing it, right? On Netflix, HBO. I'm like, I'm not doing that ever. And I'm just, <laughs> Unless you know, some jackass with a podcast. You, you forced me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 you, yeah, yeah. Me uh, you know what's funny? When I saw it on sale, it was a movie that was on sale. When I saw it on sale, it's like it's five bucks, man. It, you know, you thought, it's fine. They are gonna hate this. It's five bucks. Like it's, it's it'll be it's fine. Let me tell you this right now, and I'm gonna say this before I give you my full review. Five bucks. I think I spent too much. I want my money back. <laughs> uh, Jake, let's talk yeah. about it. You hadn't seen this since you were a kid. How did it hold up for you, man? This is all right. Um, yeah, I really like the ensemble cast. Um, I mean, part, I mean, Steve Buscemi is a little, a little, but everyone, I thought it's fun. Interesting. I just thought it was like, it was like 45 minutes too long. Right. And usually and most of that is the animal cracker scene. Say it every single time we have a movie that's over an hour and a half. Do we need it? Did we need the five minute scene of the animal crackers? Yes. No. Yes. Did we did we need to split our attention between the relationship between Harry and uh what's his name's daughter and his relationship with Harry? No, we could have picked one. Pick one. No, that was the that was the crux. You're splitting just like I don't know. I feel like they were trying to yeah, to like to develop times like oh no, but like he he hates this guy, but oh, he loves his daughter. It's like just just like focus on one, you know. And maybe like he's maybe he's like into her, but they're not gonna get married or anything. I don't know. I feel like there's they kind of split. They could have picked one and went with it. It wouldn't have gone over better, but right. There's a lot of setup, a lot of setup, not a lot of explosions. Yeah, you know, usually in the in the in the sci-fi like disaster movie genre. Or like any alien invasion movie, the setup is always the most fun part, right? That's always the best part. You know, people trying to figure out what's going on. You know, the scenes of impending disaster, all that stuff. That's always really fun, and somehow they screwed it up in this one. Um, yeah, yeah. Somehow it did not work as well as you want it to, um, and and the scenes just don't have a lot of life. And I think a lot of it has to do with the way. Uh, Michael Bay shoots everything. Um, after a while, you just get tired. That you know the, the moving cameras just make you dizzy because there's no need for them to be moving around, right? My favorite scene. A lot of like smash cuts between like the explosions when things um, when them like the small chunks of the meteor start hitting other towns and cities. It's like smash cuts all over the place. It's just very disorienting. My favorite thing about this movie, my favorite scene in this movie, and it really shows you Michael Bay's horrible, like his style <laughs> and why it doesn't always work. Um, there's a scene where I guess they decide they're going to override. They're, they're going to try to detonate from earth. Right. Yeah. So they call all of a sudden the military like invades uh, mission control and you know, it's all in slow-mo and there's a scene of a guy actually like, rolling his chair across 
the like rolling his chair across the floor to see them coming and it's shot in slow motion it's like it's a guy rolling his chair across I the floor that. michael bay it's dramatic it's it doesn't need to be in slow mo what if what if he what if he snags on something and falls and hits the floor you don't know oh shoot i'm having a little issue here guys we're going to have to take a quick break and uh i'll we'll i hate to do it in the middle of a review but when we come back we will talk about uh, more about this but i'm having a little issue i think my internet's about to cut out so we will be right back after these messages welcome back to the podcast everybody uh what a great break it was it was uh, unexpected we got everything taken care of. We had a little uh, technical difficulty there. We were right in the middle of discussing uh, Jake's review of uh, Armageddon, Jake, and we had just talked about that great Michael Bay shot, the slow-mo chair roll across the floor of Mission Control. So dramatic. What's going to happen? Right. What if he falls? Right. <laughs> and accidentally hits his... The, what if he hits the launch button when he falls? We don't know. This is why we need slow-mos. This is why we need... To st- how not long? for not for explosions, not for the action scenes, for the man rolling across the floor. Well, you know, thirty minutes of this movie, you said Jake, this movie was about forty-five minutes too long. I think thirty minutes of that could have been uh, slow mo, just played at regular speed. That'd have been great. I'd appreciated that. I think that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just. Uh. Yeah. It just suffers the same thing as so many other movies. Just. Just too long. Just too long. I would love like to see a reality series on TV where they bring um, directors in and they take away their signature moves, right? Like Michael Bay, like, okay, Michael Bay, you have to direct the scene, but you can't, you have to keep the camera still. You can't, you know, you can't wash the color out. Everything has to be, you have to shoot it like an actual movie or shoot in like another director's style. I think that would be like, Okay, Wes Anderson, this is you. You got to shoot the scene, but you can't frame everything symmetrically. And, you know, you can only use primary colors. You can't use like pastels. I think what you're saying is you you Wes Anderson to direct the next Michael Bay film. Well, he kind of is. His next movie is about an asteroid. Oh. The, uh, the preview is called Asteroid City. And if you. See the preview? It's so Wes Anderson, it's almost like somebody's doing a parody of Wes Anderson. Like, that's the level he's reached now. It's but pretty, though. It is. Jake. Beautifully shot. Who did? Who is your favorite character in Armageddon? Um, I liked Bear. I appreciate the crying when he was getting, inter- when he was getting interrogated or getting talked about. Oh, the... Or talked to... Yeah, that's my probably my favorite scene in this whole movie is the spoof of the right stuff. Mm-hmm. When they uh, when they're doing all the training and stuff. That's, yeah, I appreciated that. That's probably the most enjoyable sequence. Who do you think had the best death, Jake? The best death? Aside from Bruce Willis, mm-hmm. like sacrificing himself. I don't know. Everybody who got everybody who got sucked out of the out of the out of the spacecraft. Oh, yeah. or, I don't know. I don't remember who it was, but the 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 first person who hit the windshield of the other spaceship. Oh yeah, it was one of the astronauts. It was one of the pilots. I think that guy had it pretty. Had it pretty right. bad. Yeah, yeah. It's wrong. 
Oh, who was it? Was it's it? the Godzilla salesman in the beginning of the movie when he gets fucking destroyed by an asteroid. <laughs> Godzilla salesman. First of all, it's I love so, it. It just so unceremoniously just, you know. Just, it just gets plotted by, by, yeah. by an asteroid. Um, Justine, I didn't ask you who was your favorite death. What was your, What do you think was the best? Uh... Um, no one. Uh, I do like the uh, the astronaut at the beginning on the on the space station that gets uh, he gets obliterated and then uh, floats away, Moonraker style, just floats away out into the nothingness. Danita, did you have a favorite? Uh... I was laughing because I have the same answer as Justine. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't have one either. Just, no one. No one? You didn't have a favorite? Okay. That's yeah. fine. Patrick, yours is, of course, uh, who? Uh, I actually really liked uh, Will Patton's character. I think he had the most uh, No, no. Uh, his favorite, character your, growth. Your favorite death. Oh no! It's the Godzilla salesman. It's the greatest. Oh, that's one. right. That's right. The Godzilla. Salesman. It's the best. It's the quickest. The best one. The most unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets fucking blown up because he's an asshole. <laughs> he's not even an asshole. The dog's an asshole. No, the dog was attacking his toys, yeah, man. He's he just is. trying to make some money. Yeah. He wasn't even an asshole. Mm-mm. He was just Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. much deserved. No, why he was just look. He was a dick. He was what? He was a dick. He tried. He tried to kill the dog. He attacked <laughs> he, the dog. I saw it. I saw it. I thought you said he was. And you know what? He shouldn't have had those dinosaurs on the sidewalk, anyways. It's a it's a hazard waiting to happen. I thought you said he was thick. I was like why? That's so. That's the reason you should die. You dummy uh, thick. Because I'm in trouble. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Justine had to take a call. Luckily, we already got to her. Uh, Patrick, talk about it. Armageddon, dude. Okay. I'm disappointed in all of you. <laughs> we have all watched this movie the incorrect way. Okay. <laughs> this movie is not meant to be watched by sitting down and paying attention. Okay. That's, that's not what this film is made. That is not how you uh, take this movie in. I thought you were about to say this movie was not made to be enjoyed. <laughs> this movie is made to be put on the background and then you go do shit around the house. You go to do some chores. You wash some dishes. Oh, cool. What's going on? The planet's blown up. Great. Cool. Let's go back. Oh, shit. They're getting arrested. How are they getting out of this situation? That way... There's a solid chance you miss out on that 30-minute horrible <laughs> song that takes over the entirety of this movie. Okay? It's not meant to be watched. This is meant to be backgrounded, and that's it. You don't watch this. You put it on, and you walk away. Uh-huh. And then so if you... Okay. So that's so, two and a half hours for you, Patrick, just uh, flew by. Yeah, because I was busy doing stuff. I think yeah. I was actually reading a book while this was on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is not meant to take up all your attention. If you use this and take up all your attention, you're you're going to be upset. You're going to be disappointed the whole time. You're going to notice the plot holes. You're going to notice... You're going to notice the plot holes. You're going to notice the weird moments with Steve Buscemi's <laughs> character. You're going to focus on the awkward romances that you have to dang you know dangle through the entire time it's 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 not the way you watch this film as it is with a lot of michael bay films now the rock is an exclusion that one should take all of your attention at all times (laughs) however 
this movie is meant to be enjoyed in the background. You think so? Huh? Yeah, absolutely. I guarantee because it's okay. So what does it have going for it? It's got a fantastic cast, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the cast in this film is amazing. It's action packed and it's ridiculous. It's fun. It's it's a background movie. Is it a, a world masterpiece? No, it's a piece of shit movie with a horrible story, bad acting, and just just shitty all around. But if you put it on in the background, it's enjoyable. Mm. All right. I'll, I I think uh, I I see. There's there's uh, there's some merit to that. Just having it on. Yeah. Background noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you watch it that way, you actually get emotional and tear up in the scenes where Bruce Willis sacrifices himself or Liv Tyler finds out that her dad's going to die and never come back. Not unlike a, not unlike a, uh, 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 a Judge Judy or a, uh, you know, something like that, where you just have it on the background. Yeah, yeah, this is, it's not meant to be watched. It's meant to be, oh, I saw it out of the corner. All I'm hearing from Patrick is that the less you pay attention to him, the more he cares about you. That's all I hear. No, the less you pay attention to this movie, the more you enjoy it. Learn a lesson. Learn a lesson. Lesson learned. Justine, are you eating a pencil? What are you eating? A pickle. Oh, it looked weird. I couldn't tell what it was. It looked like you were eating a pencil. That's like slice. The last time I tried to eat a pickle, it tried to kill me. So no more. I'm off pickles. Hey, sorry about that, bud. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hello. Mom, can you come pick me up? <laughs> how you doing? How you doing? Oh, yeah, friends guess, are eating pickles again. I guess we all love this movie in our own way. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a perfect movie. There is yeah, nothing sure, about sure. this movie that's perfect. There's it's, nothing about this movie that's good. Hey, it's got a great cast. It does have a the good cast point. is really kill, killer. There are some really interesting characters for the side ancillary characters. They make them in a way that are really interesting. Uh, I like to feel. I feel like the guy who discovers the asteroid and his wife are oh, really great. are really what Patrick and Justine are like. Behind the scenes, get the book, get the book, get the book. I could just imagine, like, uh, but I, I, hey. feel like, I feel like that's Justine. So. Those are Bruce Willis's last words. It's you I'm, and me, Dottie. I want, yeah, it's like, you and me. First person who discovers it gets to name it, right? Yeah, I'm gonna name it after my wife because she's cold heartless. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, all right. Let's rank it, man. Let's see. Let's uh, let's see. Oh, by the way, Brent gave it two stars on Letterboxd. I know. I saw that. Uh, two stars. Yeah. He gave the Big Lebowski, I think, one and a half. Oh yeah, he went oh. watch. He went and watched Lebowski. Yeah. How was oh. it? Anita, let's get. The, did you watch it with him, or did you just wait till he was done? No, watching? we didn't watch it together. We watched Armageddon together, but we didn't watch. Damn. Oh. All right. Okay. He gives Armageddon two stars. Yeah. yeah, out of four? No, out of like no five. Out of five. two? There was something. No one ever gives ten stars. It's like, no, it's out of five. It's out of five. It's out of five. Two stars out of five. Uh, Who would do it out of two? Who does out of ten stars? <laughs> Patrick, let's rank it. Armageddon. Give us your score. Uh, this is, give this us is your a score. Five. Give us a score if you're paying attention, and a score if you're not paying attention. If you just have, <laughs> oh, if I'm paying attention, this is like a solid two. Okay, okay? like 
This is just rock bottom, horrible story, bad special effects. It's not he, good. But he is cracking if, up. I'm laughing at hard, and he's like, if I'm not paying attention, it's a five. It's a background movie. This is just, a, you, it, hey, it's on TV. I'm flipping channels. Fine, I'll stay and put it on while I'm doing something. Right. You put it on. <laughs> You, you own this movie specifically just to have it on in the background. So you don't feel lonely. Yeah. There's always noise mm. in the background. All right. Anita, what do you give it? Um, I love Patrick's logic for this movie. It's great. Um, I'm just saying, rewatch it that way, completely different experience. <laughs> no, well, you're, you're, you're saying don't like watch it, but don't watch it. Yes. Yeah. It's well, a Zen concept. It. I get it, but that's the way you do mm-hmm. it. And I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> You're going to give it a five? Okay. That's better. Give it a five. That's better than I thought it was going to get. I, I really thought it was better. I thought, yeah. I the only know. reason I get to five is because I'd rather watch Face Off than Armageddon. But so it was right behind that. Damn. But you loved Face Off. I, well, I enjoyed it more than this. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So next week we're going to watch Face Off again. All right. Uh, Justine. Um, I like that I watched it first. I watched it right after the last episode, like the last recording we did. I watched it right after. Then Patrick watched it and I was excited for his reactions. Right. I don't know. That like hyped me up. I was like, oh my God, here comes the cheesy part. I was just super excited to see what Patrick's reaction was. Right. Uh, so that made it fun for me. So I give it a five. You gave it a five. I give it a five because it was fun to see someone else not enjoy what I also saw. Exactly. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> you're watching movies all wrong. Misery like loves I company. Already, I like that I already knew it was horrible, and then I got to see his reaction before that. And so you it's felt you, you also got to feel that sense of justification knowing that you're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely right. That yes. is, that is, yes, perfect. Uh, Jake. Yeah, this is a five. Fives across the board so far. I'm impressed. Mario's gonna Don't ruin it, Mario. What? It's going to give us five and a half. I feel, I feel pressure. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, you no. paid five bucks. At least make it five. Here's the thing. I don't, I enjoy bad movies on a certain level, but Michael Bay movies t- suck a lot of that joy out that I, from just <laughs> watching a bad movie, because he tries so hard and he, he yeah, just, Mike. Yeah. He takes it so seriously. He takes it yeah. so Michael Bay tries for a bad movie. He doesn't it's try one, for a good movie. He takes it no, so seriously that it sucks the fun out of it. So, yeah. so you have you have you, you have certain elements. Like I said, uh, you have things that are taken way too seriously. Um, you have uh, he doesn't know how to do his disaster movie. He doesn't know how to do the setup. He doesn't know how to do any of that to make to do the fun stuff that makes a disaster movie a disaster movie. There's precious little of that, and I need more of it. But that being said, um, as annoying as Steve Buscemi's character is and as questionable as he is, uh, I still think he's funny. I love Peter Stormare's Russian. Um, I oh, love, he's a great Russian. I love he's Owen, a great Russian. I love Owen Wilson. I love uh, all the... the um, all the oil rig characters are fun. I love that whole thing. All the daddies... Yeah, I love the um, so many daddies. This movie, I love the uh, sequence when they're training and they're kind of making fun of the right stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the ridiculousness of a lot of the things, 
And uh, once it gets to the asteroid, uh, once things get on the asteroid, it's so bleak. Um, yeah. It almost turns into a different movie. And I kind of like that because it kind of gets serious for a little bit. There, mm-hmm. is, there are some stakes once they get to the asteroid. Um, and, the, you know, the, the, the situation seems so hopeless for a little bit. Um, and I love Steve Buscemi's character at the end where he's like, look, are we stuck in here? Because I had a great spot picked out there. I just love the pessimism of that character. At oh, he's ready to die. So <laughs> the scenes on the asteroid, as ridiculous as they are, like Brent said, he loved when the fat guy got <laughs> blown out oh, to space. Geez. Um yeah, like uh, like he he dies like Wedge in Star Wars almost. Uh, he basically just dies because he's fat. But um, yeah, all that kind of saves it for me. All that kind of kind of save it for me. So I, yeah, this is a five for sure, and uh, that's that's really where it is. Um, I am I am telling you, you go back and you watch it the way it's intended, and I swear to you that five will feel right. I still don't know how it's a Criterion disc. It just it is. I don't oh, I like the negotiations too when they were like, "Okay, oh, we'll yeah. go up," but oh, yeah. I want all. <laughs> I want my uh, taxes. I was like, "They yeah, never want to no pay taxes, taxes again." That's the most American thing ever, <laughs> right? Like ever. Yeah, uh, yeah. And you know what? Let, let's give a little shout out to Billy Bob Thornton for he's good in this. for kind of grounding everything. Like he is kind of like, you know, he he he's like the Ed Harris. In The Rock, where mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, you have a serious actor here who can ground everything," and so those he does that very, very well. So I thought that was kind of cool that he's, you know, you know, you needed the one serious character, and I thought yeah. he, I thought he did a good job with it. So, and let's let's talk about the best relationship in this film has to be between Lev and AJ, Le- between the Russian and Ben Affleck. It is by far. The best relationship in this entire film. And it's so short. It's so short. And it's the most grounded and real. Like they have a connection. They know that they need to survive and stick together and they make it together through the whole movie. Well, half the movie, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do like the scene where the Russian guy just starts beating the equipment and then that makes it go. I'm a sucker for that. Um, But yeah, it's a five, you know. It's, it's it was you know I do want my five dollars back though. Speaking of fives, <laughs> uh, next week, guys, uh, we're, we were, it was going to be Saving Private Ryan. We'll save that for Memorial Day week, and then what we're going to do is we're going to do we're going to skip ahead and we're going to go to a, a superhero movie. Can anyone guess what superhero movie it's going to be? Superman. No. Uh, no. Uh, Batman. 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 Batman Returns. Blade. Blade. Ooh. Ooh. We need, wait, wait, can we get Brent? Uh, Wesley Snipes is. If he, if can we he, get Brent? Can we get Brent? Of course. Oh. Brent's always invited. He's going to hear that we're going to do Blade, and he's going to call me and be like, hey. Give me a you, can, you can tell him to clear his schedule for next week. <laughs> tell him. He's been taking so many days off work. Tell him to switch his Friday to a Wednesday, and then he can be on the podcast. Yeah, tell tell him because you know he doesn't want to miss a thing. Should We're not gonna do it um a Star Wars thing since it's um gonna be May 4th when you release. Oh, oh wait, next week is May 4th. 
Well, you were recording on May 3rd, but you're probably going to post it on May 4th. Okay, so you know what we're going to do then next week? That's next week, right? Then next yeah. week, we'll hold Blade till the week after. Next week, we'll do Phantom Menace. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Just we all know how I feel about Phantom Menace. You love it. Yeah, we all know how I feel about it. There was no awe. Like, everyone was so excited for Blade. <laughs> okay, listen. Blade is a treasure. All right? It's Wesley Snipes at his finest. Oh, Blade's, Blade is fantastic. Blade is amazing. That's yeah. on my watch list, so you're helping me take stuff off my watch Blade list. is great. Uh, no, but you know what? Phantom Menace, uh, you know, when you watch those Disney sequels, all of a sudden, it's the Temple of Doom effect. You watch those those Disney sequels, and the prequels don't look half bad. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, start. Let's let's check it out. What, Justine, do you like Phantom Menace? You're pretty pumped. I love it's, Phantom Menace. It's got Natalie Portman. She loves it. Yeah. It, you know, hey, that pod, those, that <laughs> pod racing bit's really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> it's uh, you know, I think the people who shit on it, I, I, I'll tell you right now, I saw it a bunch of times in the theater because it was Star Wars. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, there's Star Wars. I joined those men and I was like, look at me. I'm with other people in theaters. And we stayed up really late and then we watched it. And my sister at the time was working at Target. My older sister was working at Target and she came home and gave me one of their like fixtures, like their signage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had this huge thing of Obi-Wan, of um, Ewan McGregor, and it was like above my bed. He was like holding the lightsaber. That's pretty bad. Hmm. Uh, yeah. any, anybody that, that doesn't tell you they came out of that movie charged after that lightsaber battle, they're lying to you. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. You. They're lying to you. Uh, is it the best Star Wars movie? No, but it's not bad. It's not terrible. No, but you get some lightsaber action. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, we're going to talk about it next week. Phantom Menace, and then we'll do Blade, which is I'm looking forward to. Uh, still trying to get my friend nailed down for the Starship Troopers episode, so we'll circle around back to that. As soon as we can, we're kind of moving out of the timeline. Of course, uh, Phantom Menace is late a little further on down the timeline, but since we're one all, year, yeah, since we're you're all, in 98 right now, and that movie's 99, right? Right, right. So that'll be next week. Are you guys pumped? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Brent doesn't have to take the next week off or this week. I texted him. <laughs> I told him it's the week after. We're going to Disneyland on May 4th. Oh, on the 4th? Oh, sorry, I'm going. I forgot Patrick's not going. Why not, I work. Patrick? I work. I have a job. No. All right. What a great show. <laughs> we just dove straight in. I know. I know. Yeah. No filler. No filler, no nothing. No We had to no after. No, no, like no cuddle after. Just like just no. We're gonna we're gonna talk about. I want to find out what you guys thought of this season of Mandalorian. Now that we're all caught up, what did you guys think of it? Speaking of May the Fourth, yeah. What did you guys think of it, Patrick? Um, I think there was a lot of filler. Uh, which is unfortunate for a, a show that's so short, only eight episodes. Right. I still really like being in the Star Wars universe, and I really liked all the stuff to do with the Mandalorians and their Mandalorian culture and kind of the, the idea of rebuilding Mandalore. 
Um, the last two episodes I thought were really good. And then like the first one's pretty solid. After that, it was just kind of meh. Hmm. Um, I still enjoyed it. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was still something I look forward to watching every week. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I, I don't know how I feel. I'm still kind of processing how I feel about the direction they're taking him. Um, I don't, I don't know what it's going to be for the next season. If it's just going to be like him going off and doing stuff by himself or what, you know, what have you. So I don't know. I, I, I'm still going to watch. Right. I felt like this season felt a little aimless. Um, yeah. I felt like, you know, there was some stuff trying to, you know, trying to retake Mandalore and everything was interesting, but I don't know if it needed to be the focal point of a whole season. Um, also, there were just a lot of weird scenes of let's fight some kaiju. Yeah, I think too. Like, uh, I think back to your point of the that being the theme of the season. I think that they had the intention of doing that. Like, it was pretty clear that that was going to be the focus, but they kept kind of like trying to skirt around it and be like, "Will they? Won't they?" To you know, see if they're actually going to do it. And I think that heard it more than anything else that when it did happen it was just kind of like eh, all right 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 i don't know man uh yeah it felt you know it's always fun to, like you know i never have a complaint about the mandalorian himself i think pedro pascal still does a great job uh i know some people had problems with uh the direction grogu took by making him a little robot pilot um <laughs> But I like that. I like the back suit. That was silly. It was a surprising is a surprising choice for sure. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. It brought some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> hey, and the last episode is necessary. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, OK, I get why you did this. Right. Now. Like, like those last two episodes it. where they were just battling. Here's my here's, was cool. Here's my only problem as a Star Wars nerd. Uh, I always think that it's hard to do. It's hard to do stuff bef- pre New Hope, where you like advance the technology that isn't in New Hope. So, like you have the Death Troopers in Rogue One, and then you have even better Death Troopers here, but you never see a Death Trooper in the original trilogy. It's like, oh, that's a little weird, right? You would think they would just drop them off. Yeah, like, I mean that's that's a throwback to Dark Forces, right? Like that's. That's Dave Filoni being like, hey, I really love this video game. I'm going to put them in here. Mm-hmm. But then you have to wonder, like, well, why didn't they just drop Death Troopers off? Like, Death They weren't Tro- that good, apparently, from what we've seen. Spoiler alert, Death Troopers wipe out, like, the whole squad in Rogue One, right? And then you don't see them again. Yeah. Right? So it's like, well, why didn't you just go? Why didn't they just? You, you mean to tell me you're not going to have Death, Troop, uh, Death Troopers on the Death Star? And they could have just taken out, you know, the the Prince Slayer rescue party in like two seconds, right? So, it, you know, it's just those inconsistencies that, but that's rivet counting, as John Sandy would say. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, overall, I felt it was a very, uh, the season was very up and down. And mm-hmm. I, I'd much rather just have them, like, like Steve O'Dockerson said, just embrace the Western aesthetic and just have him roam, yeah. just have him roam from town to town. You yeah, know, just like I mean, I I think the peak for Mandalorian for us was definitely when uh, there were different directors directing each episode, and you got a different feel for each one, and right. it told like kind of a micro story, and I think that's why we enjoyed it so much. Right. 
It's hard to yeah. This Star Wars doesn't have to have this huge overarching story and all of its plot lines. You know, we can have just like these small little episodics. You know what? So what I really like. Very happy. Uh, oh, to take a, 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 a to to uh, compare it to a different franchise. You know, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds kind of did that in their first season last year, where they took the crew. There's kind of a, a loose overarching story, but every episode was pretty much a standalone, like the old series. And it was fun because you didn't have to tune in and wonder, oh, okay, wh- where am I supposed to be in this story right now? It's just like they're going to beam down to a planet, a promise gonna, a problem's going to present itself, and they're going to figure mm-hmm. it out by the end of the hour because that's what episodic television was. But they did it in a fun way with good characters where you're still exploring the characters every season. They're giving you some background while you have this story. And so it worked. It worked really, really well. And so I'm hoping they do that with Mandalorian because I do like the era that it's in. I did enjoy this season, them trying to set things up for, and I understand, you know, Disney's trying to legitimize their own trilogy and kind of link it to the original, which is what this season felt like it was a bridge. Like we're trying to make say, up things that happened in the Disney trilogy, right? like the cloning and Snoke and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. All the super fans just want everything to be like, where's this, where does this fit into the canon? Where yeah, does this fit into the need, timeline? I don't need that for me. The, the first two, like the first two seasons of Mandalorian were fun because you got nods to the new Republic. You mm-hmm. knew stuff was happening. You got mm-hmm. nods to the original trilogy, but it was his own story. He was working in that, in that yeah. in that time period, but you didn't need to be a, a slave to it. I definitely do think that this has been the best bridge from the original trilogy to the new stuff. It fits the best, right? You can feel like the new Republic that we're in right now has been like an actual transition from the previous movies. Like right. the technology feels similar. They're not going for like super high tech stuff. It it feels like it fits, like it's Right, only a short time after. Exactly, and I feel like the Andor did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where it, where it stuck to that Rogue One, where everything was pretty much what you will see, uh, you know, very soon in you know in the trilogy. Yeah, um, I love the I love the mechanic character. Where it's like you know he's not using brand new shit. Everything has to be retrofit and all this stuff. Right, it's right. Just, yeah, that, that it's not like prequels where everything's you know brand new, off the line, super shiny. That was the thing about watching the original Star Wars in 77 was, you know, Luke, you know, everything on Tatooine looks slapped together. Like if you really lived on, mm-hmm. this, on this desert planet, you were just going to be dealing with a lot of junk, right? And having to make it work and having to make it, it looked lived in. It wasn't like super polished like we saw in like Logan's run and stuff like that. Everything is, everything is used and everything is, you know, everything has a purpose. So it's greasy and it's, it's beat up, you know. I like that aesthetic. And I, I, you get a lot of that in, in Mandalorian when you're traveling mm-hmm. to, to these off, these worlds in the outer rim, you know. <laughs> I didn't hate this season. I just felt like it was aimless and it could have been a lot tighter. Um, it really could Yeah, I think they they got to do stronger for a short eight episode arc. You know right? how they messed like they gotta... You know what they messed up? They messed up adding <laughs> that back half to Boba Fett. Because that would have made a yeah. good season. You could have had a good season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With you know, they could have even had kind of weaved the second half of Book of Boba instead of having like those kind of filler episodes in this recent season. And you could have had yourself a real solid right, one. Right, right. Well, hopefully uh, they'll go back to their lone wolf and baby cart roots and just start 
having him be a wandering Ronin, you know. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, teaching what? his teaching his young uh, teaching his foundling the ways. Right. Um, have you guys uh, watched anything else? Is there anything else we should be watching? What are you guys watching? What are you guys? Uh, what are you guys into? What are you guys? Uh, what are you guys been watching lately? What are you guys? Mm. What are you guys been into? What are you guys been, uh, been watching lately? Nothing currently. Nobody? What's the what? There's this movie that was on Netflix that uh, one of my coworkers told me to watch. The Swimmers came out in 2022 is it about swimmers is it about it's a uh, based off a true story it's the two syrian sisters um who live in damascus and they flee to greece and uh one of them was training to be an olympic swimmer and she was actually able to represent they did like a refugee team for um during like the whole Syrian war or whatever I, the the bombings of Syria, and so it's really beautiful. Let's check it out. Yeah, highly recommend it. Uh, tearjerker. Um, a little hard to watch. Um, it's a lot of fucked up shit that happened. So, let's check that out. Trigger where, warning. Where's it available? Uh, it's on Netflix. All right, the swimmers. Okay. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody watch that? Uh, <laughs> That Chris Evans movie on Apple TV? No. It looks kind of like a, a background movie you put on and walk away. It looks like the other movie he made with uh, with uh, Ryan Gosling. Defending Jacob? Oh, that was horrible. That was, Don't watch that. That was a terrible movie. That's what was it called? It was so bad. I can't remember. It was was so it The Gray Man? Is that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah, that was not a good movie. Oh, I found it. Ghosted? Yes, Ghosted. Is Chris Evans ever going to make a good movie? He, he he left Captain America, did Knives Out. So I'm like, man, this guy knows what he's doing. Seems like he's going to be able to do something. Now he's got, he's got two middling action movies under his belt. I still think of him as the guy on another team movie, and I will never forget that. Do you think... <laughs> you still think of him as Scott Pilgrim's, uh, one of Scott Pilgrim's nemeses? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, you know, that's fair. That's fair. He's got vegan powers. Okay. Uh, I'm finally, somebody finally years ago, people have begged me to watch uh, Parks and Rec and keep telling me how great it is. And I've watched it and given up and watched it and given up. Finally, somebody said, just skip the first two seasons, go right to season three. So I went to season three and there's a little recap. I know the characters already. So I'm halfway through that and I'm really enjoying it this time. So if you're going to watch Parks and Rec, Skip the first two seasons and you'll be fine. The first two seasons, though, has it when he's like calling all the plants like by rapper names, right? I don't know. I don't remember that. He's like that part cracked me up. Well, you can you can watch three first three so you like the show and then go back and watch the first two episodes afterwards. Mm. Uh, that's that's one of those shows where the side characters take over. The side characters kind of take over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, 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 Community. I've heard the new girl is like that. I don't know. I don't watch the yeah. new girl. It's a lot like that. It's mm-hmm. good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, did anybody watch Cocaine Bear? It's on, uh, it's on the... No, I want to. It's on the Peacock Network. I liked it. It was not as... I wanted a little more out of it. I wanted it to be a little more... But it's fun. It's a fun watch. It's definitely fun. 
it's worth watching. I expect nothing less from Cocaine Bear. Yeah, come on. I started Succession. Oh, how is it? It's. I feel ya. I feel ya. I did the same. Yeah. I was I'm like, trying. all right, I can see why you would want to, but I just don't want but, to. But I don't. Yeah. Is it? Is it because you don't like spending time with those characters? Is it one of those situations? It's just a lot of white, rich, whiny people. And it's hard to relate. It's hard to relate. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. the, yeah, they're all rich. Yeah, right? They're not relatable. Somebody, yeah, they're somebody, just too. It's just out of my class completely. But like, it's just like, <laughs> have you started watching um, Beef? No, I want to though. I couldn't even finish it because I'm like, do I want to stay with these characters? They're just so mad. Like, I didn't want to. Oh. I didn't want to feel that way. I was like, uh. somebody tried. I'm not a huge Ali Wong person, so I didn't think I would love it. Mm. She can be a little annoying. Mm. Uh, I, I tried to watch White Lotus, and it was the same thing. It's like these people are so so beyond what a people I want to spend time with, and b I just don't care about your rich your your rich problems. Like I don't care. Yeah. Okay. White Lotus, I did watch, but the mm. social aspect of it, the self awareness, I liked that part. I could relate to. So I did end up finishing that and I did watch both seasons. But on um, Succession, they don't have like they have no like there's like one point in the show where they all just get on their private helicopters and they all have their own. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, let's go play softball in the park on a random island and all get in our own helicopter and then complain about stuff. And I'm like, you don't have a private <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> they each had their own helicopter. Like everyone. Well, yeah, you don't own. want it to be cramped with all the people. You don't want to have your own helicopter. It's like piling in and like a little sedan. Come on. Like, what is this? All right, I'm gonna have to check it out now. It's too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. White Lotus. I haven't really had a show I liked until recently. Finishing up. Um, shrinking. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you enjoyed yeah. it. it fun. And I finished it in one day. Oh, really? Like, what, the, what the heck? I watched. It. I didn't mean to do that, and I finished it in one day. I watched it every week as it came out. I watched it as a weekly, and I didn't mind it. It was it was nice to have something to look forward to because it's a feel good show. Like it, it, at the end of the day, it's always it it, can't, it goes into some some sad places, but it's a feel good show, and you like spending time with those characters, and so I looked forward to it. Is it like Ted Lasso feel good? No, no, it's thing? a different no. kind of. No. By, by the way, how is the season of Ted Lasso treating everybody? And I haven't. Yeah, it has its funny moments, but uh, they are taking it more seriously, anyways. They said they were going to go in that direction, so it kind of it's kind of like shrinking right now. A little bit, huh? Yeah, because shrinking deals with a lot of mental health, also. So. Right, right. Well, he was showing signs of, yeah, he was showing signs of uh, mental health issues pretty early on in the show. So, didn't surprise me. Well, it's. Good. Are they going to milk Ted Lasso until people start hating it? No, it's, a, it's almost done. No, One this, more season? No, this is it. Oh, okay. This is the last season. That's good. Which is why all the episodes are an hour. See, I love I love it when they do that. We like you don't need you don't need ten seasons of a show if you think the story you well, can wrap the story up in four or five seasons. I mean, look what happened okay. to Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game yeah. of Thrones. Mm-mm. 
That's why I always love The Good Place, because they're like, we have a story to tell. It's going to take this long, and we're going to finish it. And they never deviated from that. They were just like, here you go. Yep. Four, it's four Tied seasons up in long. a nice little yep. bow. Here you go. Here's a, here's a nice little present for you. The Good Place? Yeah. It was way too long. <laughs> I couldn't get into it either. It was, it was, <laughs> it was four seasons. That was it. That was like, they, it was easy for me. They had a specific... They have they had a specific number of episodes they were going to do from the start. Whether or not you it, liked the show, I just thought I thought it was cool that they were like, "This is a story we're going to tell." Like they they thought they were going to get canceled every season, so it felt mm-hmm. like that when I was watching it. I was no, like, they they oh, knew from they knew from the start they had four. They were going to do it in four. They had like I I don't remember how, but they they had the chapters like already lined up, and they knew how long they were going to go, so they just did it. <clears throat> I just thought that was nice. I think that's the way most like uh, uh, John Favreau said they didn't know they don't know like the Mandalorian has no end date. It's like ah, do you really, yeah, really want to do that? That's the part that's kind of scary for me. Yeah, I, 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 I do want to know. Well, but it's Disney. Then. Disney's gonna just keep milking it, and milking it until they've sucked all the life out of it, and it's like, all right, cool. Book no, of Boba Two have like their own um, spinoff. Everyone. Mm-hmm. That's what's been happening. Everything gets a spinoff. Uh-huh. Everything gets well. Ahsoka's coming out. They're going to bring Thrawn in. All that mm-hmm. stuff's happening. So. I was just—I I was actually really disappointed that they didn't hint to him this season. And Mandalorian. Uh, you don't I, need to. It does not. Everything needs to cross over. Let, let's just have no. stuff that's you know. It's fine. Mm. It's fine. Let it. Let Ahsoka have it, and it'll go. The Mandalorian doesn't need to cross paths with Thrawn. It, it's you know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Not everything. I don't think it needs to cross paths. I just think it would have been a nice little like end credit scene on the last episode to see him standing on the deck of a ship or something. Why, if he's not going to interact with with uh, the Mandalorian? Why? Because it leads up to what's next for them. Because they're known for doing that. But it doesn't have to be in the. In the it doesn't have to. True. Be. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> I can only imagine how hard it is to write for Disney, because there it always feels like they're coming from a perspective of okay, cool, but. What kind of toys are we going to be making? What kind, like, what kind of products are we going well, to be Well, you know what? Here's the, here's the danger of interconnection, and you're, we're seeing it with the Marvel Phase 4. So many people have given up on Marvel because they feel like it's homework. Oh, I have to watch She-Hulk. Oh, I have to watch Miss Marvel. Oh, I have to watch Loki. I have to watch this to get this movie. And people just don't want to do that. People just want to go mm-hmm. to a movie. Because you might like the superhero movies, but you might not want to spend eight hours with a superhero, like, you know, like I watched Falcon and the Snowman, and it was fine. But I don't need it. Didn't it? Didn't it wasn't necessary. It it didn't it didn't it, it added nothing. Like it was like oh okay, you know. I feel like that's the danger of having to interconnect everything. You know, it's like oh. well, I'm almost done with Phase Four, and it's not as bad as people are making it. No, it's not. It's just it doesn't. It, but it does. There doesn't need to be an over art. The thing that people are missing, the, the I think the reason people aren't as into Phase Four is because there's no overarching story, and it felt like everything ended in Endgame. So I feel like if you're going to continue on, just keep making the movies and forget about phases. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. all. You know what I mean? Yeah. I loved Black Panther too. I loved the last Spider-Man movie. I thought that was great. Those were, you know, but they didn't need to be tied to everything else. Black Panther obviously needed to be tied to the first Black Panther, right? And that's it. That's all you need to do. You don't need to, it doesn't need to connect to, you know, Doctor Strange or anything. And that it works. 
It works on its own. Doctor Strangers? Is that what you said? That being Doctor said, Strangers. there is like this satisfaction when they do have those little appearances that were early on in, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But it also steers away those people who maybe haven't watched all of them. And they're like, it's, oh, God, who's this person? It's who's this? 30 movies, dude. It, it's, yeah, at it's this a point, lot. It's 30 movies. It's like you can't keep track of anyone with, without a flow chart at this point. You know, so it's like, why, why keep doing phases? Why do you have to, you know, I don't understand. I don't understand. What, what are you saying about phase four, uh, Anita? It's not that bad. It's not that bad. But how much, how much did you have to watch? Like what's considered phase four? It's everything from Black Widow on, right? No, Black Widow ended phase three. No. Yeah. Let me take I can't it. remember what was in the beginning of it, but I just finished Eternals. And then I have like Miss Marvel. It says it starts Party with Black Widow. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Eternals, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, Multiverse, Thor, Love and Thunder, Black Panther. And then all the little group series apparently are in that. The little mini ones. And then, yeah, and then we're going to get all those mini ones. And then we're about to get Captain Marvel 2. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, Blade, Quantum Mania, and um, Fantastic Four. Did anyone watch Quantum Mania? Waiting, stream it. Hmm. I don't. Know. I intended to go see it at the movies, and I just never made it. Up. I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like Marvel's. Run- I feel like Marvel's running out of steam. They are, but they aren't because there's so many kids that are all in and the parents have to take them. So it's like the adults fine. They're like, fine, adults, be out. But you're going to have to take your kids anyway. So shut up. (laughs) Yeah. But they have movies planned all the way up to 2026 right now. So I've checked. I haven't checked checked out completely, but I'm not as like I was pumped to see Black Panther 2. I was pumped to see Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, I feel like they're, it's like, okay, I've seen them and I don't need to, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's all, it feels like homework. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of like, okay, what do I need to know now? What, now what's that? And who's this guy? Okay. He was from a TV show. Yeah. I mean, it's fine show. to have sequels, but keep like, it's okay to have that contained within a certain storyline. You don't need to. Well, it's like with Ahsoka. Yeah, you don't need to have all 30. It's like with Ahsoka. There's all these characters from Rebels. I've never watched Rebels, Star Wars Rebels. And now it's just like, okay, is this the Thrawn from the books? Or is this the Thrawn from Rebels? Because they're kind of different. What's going on? So it's just like, oh, I just entertain me. Just, you know what? I just want to watch this in the background. Like Armageddon. There you go. Look at that. See? <laughs> Patrick. Patrick. What? Look at Patrick's, Patrick. Patrick's the teacher today. You should make a coffee table book of like background movies. Like movies that would be good in the background oh yeah i mean it's it's <laughs> solid you know there's it, it would be it's, a great coffee now if you understand playlist <laughs> yeah if you understand that some movies are meant to be viewed that way your life changes yeah, yeah why don't they just they, good example it? good example of this independence day that movie is not meant to be sat and watched that oh meant God. to be in the background while you're doing shit. that is awesome this is a, that would be a, that's a good double feature independence day and armageddon <laughs> these would be good too yeah Patrick, uh, you should have like a top ten movies to like. I would rather to, like, watch. Clean your house I would rather have Armageddon imprinted on my eyeballs 
than ever watch Independence Day again. Watch the right way and it changes your life. Independence Day is a chunk of shit that is floating in it's the really all you Okay, so if you watch that in the background, all you really see is, oh shit, they blew up the White House. Cool, great speech. Some dude flew up an, al- flew up an alien's anus. God, that smells disgusting. Oh crap, we killed them all. And then when Will, Will Smith punches an alien like the alien was Chris Rock. I, I hate exactly. that he just walks up and punches it. I hate that movie. Keep your planet's I name hate. out your <laughs> I hate Independence Day. That movie gets a one. If I could give so, a movie, if I could give him a movie a zero, that's it, that and Last Action Hero, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Last Action Hero. Those are zeros. Well, Justine gave a movie a negative score because I gave it a positive one. So I think, I think, I think, I think rules went out the window a long time ago. I did. I needed to make sure this movie got zero. So <laughs> said ne- balance. I need it. Balance. It's like the force. You got to have balance. All right, guys. What a great show today. We got a, we got a, a lot of negative feelings about TV out of the way. I love it. I found it. It was Zardoz. Yeah. I gave it like a like a four. You gave it a four. I gave it yeah. a negative four. God, yeah. Zardoz was fucking awful. Oh, wait. Did you like mm. you? Oh. I gave it a four. And he gave it a four. And yet he gave it you like uh, you liked Armageddon only slightly better than Zardoz. I got to I got to shoot I get I got to shoot Sean Connery in a codpiece. Okay, that was worth it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh my gosh. All right, guys. What a great show. What an awful movie. Great show. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, Star Wars Santa Menace for, for May the 4th. Look at Justine, so excited. I'm so excited. Are you going to give it a 10, Justine? Watch it right now, probably. Are you going to give it a 10? Oh, hell yeah. You have Darth Maul? Come on. Oh, I love, love it. Love it. Hey, uh, how you doing? Uh, <laughs> got to buy a part of your speeder, huh? Yeah, no, your Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. Eh? Oh, yeah. What do you want from me? What do you want? Republic credits. They are no good you here. Oh. Money. Uh, you can. We <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, for, so, uh, for Justine, Patrick, for Anita, for Jake, we say the transition is now. Until next week.